This is Wyman and Bob on Seattle Sports Station. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Streaming live on the Seattle Sports app and at seattlesports.com. Now, here are your hosts, Dave Wyman and Bob Stelton. Lots of Super Bowl talk here today for good reason. It was a very exciting game. There was controversy. There was great play, a close game, which is all I wanted to see. Just give me a close game. Didn't have money or anything on it. So uh, just really enjoyed it. And by the way, I was just uh, punched up uh, an article from Variety here, Dave. The ratings are in. An average of 113 million viewers, according to Nielsen. That makes the Kansas City Chiefs victory over the Eagles not only 1% bigger than last year's Rams-Bengals game, but the third biggest television program of all time. All time. The, the, the only telecast to ever score a larger audience have been two other Super Bowls. Really? Yes. The 2015 Super Bowl Patriots-Seahawks game, 114.4 million. And the 2017 Patriots-Falcons game, 113.7 million. So that tells you the most watched program in the history of programs was our nightmare. Yeah. Oh and <laughs> Can you it, believe that? In that same building, yes. that same stupid building that you just saw. That's the highest rated Super Bowl ever? Do you remember Highest where the, rated program ever? Yeah. Do you, do you remember the, where the game was where they, they came back, the Patriots came back against Atlanta? Was that in Minneapolis maybe? Or no. I don't remember Houston. where they were playing Houston. Houston. Was that Houston? Yeah. The Patriots. Yeah. Back, yep. That was, I mean, as bad as we feel about what's worse. <laughs> this is misery. What what would be worse? Losing the way? What did they have a twenty eight nothing lead? They were up by twenty five. We're think. going down this path. Right I think. On. I think You're the Falcons had the a twenty five point lead. Is it twenty five? Twenty eight to three. Late third quarter. Twenty eight to three. Yep. Yes. Late third quarter, mm-hmm. or you lose by throwing an interception on the one yard line. They did have a 10-point. They had a double-digit lead going into the fourth, the Seahawks. Right. So it was a grad. I mean, it was, I, I don't know, which is worse. I don't know. It just They're both sort of gradual. You were still in a position where you felt like you were going to win the game in the Seahawks situation where the Falcons was, it was like a piece of ice that was melting, and it just kept melting and kept melting and yeah. getting smaller. I don't know. They both stink. They're both awful if you're a Falcons fan or a Seahawks fan, obviously. So. Yeah, there you go. So a massive, I saw somebody, a politician, trying to make political statements on, on Twitter last night saying, yeah, you want to get your fans back, NFL? This is what you do. And I'm thinking, get your fans back. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. but Well, this maybe is, they, the <laughs> pandemic, there was a dip there maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. But, I mean, it's still relative to other shows, I would think, would be. Yeah, that's a, that's a misstatement. Getting, they haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, in, entirely. <laughs> I remember co-host one time and I'm like, you know, trees don't grow to the sky. And uh, it's just an old saying in the financial industry, like this stock's not going to just keep going up. And whoever it was said, yes, they do. <laughs> they grow up into the sky. That's exactly what trees do. <laughs> That's exactly what they're doing. And they continue to do that. Uh, so there you go. A, a tremendous success, though. 113 million. And I guess it peaked at around 119 million. So um, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, they continue to crush. That's what the NFL does. Like I said, they're going to take over the government at some point. <laughs> gonna Everybody's going to, they're going to like force you into like, uh, regions yeah. and camps and like, all right, well, if you want to live here, you got to wear Seahawks stuff. Yeah. So. That's, yeah, that's your state flag. Yeah. And that's your, yeah, yeah. Your mottos will be surround be all about the team and everything. That's going to be perfect. Uh, but we were talking about the second half in particular of, of this game, because that's where the, 
the Chiefs offense just found it. They just found it in that second half. As I said earlier, four possessions, three touchdowns and a field goal. They scored on every single possession in the second half. And there were some huge plays that, that took place, uh, obviously, that, that allowed them to do that. Uh, the 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 run by Patrick Mahomes was it wasn't so much what a spectacular run, it was spectacular considering the circumstances, right? He he's not as fast as Jalen Hurts. He's not he's not like Lamar Jackson who's just making people look silly out there missing and all that. But he's he's an effective runner. But it was so in question, especially as the first half was ending and we're all watching him on the bench wincing and writhing in pain. And you talked about his head being buried in the trainer's shoulder and we're going, Oh my God, he's going to, it's going to be Chad Henney in the second half. And this is not how you want the Super Bowl to go. You fast forward late fourth quarter and he takes off. Mahomes in trouble, gets away. Mahomes racing with the bad ankle and all inside the 20. He's taken down. Somehow, Patrick Mahomes. 26 yards. Well, and that's there's some psychology there, I think, at work against the, the Philadelphia defense because, you know, you see him get banged up. You, you It's well documented, the high ankle sprain he had since the Jacksonville game. He's not going to want to do that, right? Of course not. So I think, you know, there's there was maybe just a little bit of a bubble, you know, like an extra yard or two where they weren't as close to Patrick Mahomes as they would think. The And I think it worked out, actually. I mean, maybe if he doesn't sprain his, re-sprain his ankle, maybe he doesn't make that play. I mean, maybe they're like more on top of it. The problem is with Patrick Mahomes is that he's not running typically to get to get yardage. He's not running with the intent that Jalen uh, Hurts has. It's more of, I'm just trying to get to a place where I can throw some kind of weird-looking pass. <laughs> you know? weird. I really want to throw a weird-looking pass yeah. here. He'll, he'll do it however you know, however you want. We saw him do it left-handed. He's done like a hook shot, a <laughs> little push shot. I mean, Has he gone behind the back yet? Got the whole, I don't know about that. Maybe in practice, I'm sure. They did, did that, their little... They did their spin thing. Ring around the rosy or whatever the hell yeah. you want to call that. <laughs> I did <laughs> see that. They bust that out for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I I don't know. It came off okay. Like I said, the Chiefs are in a really good place. There's something about them that, you know, I, I saw their owner. Uh, is it uh, Clark? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Hunt? Hunt? Yeah, yeah, Clark Hunt. He's mm-hmm. like the, you know, one of the sort of spokesmen for the family and just seems like a great guy. I mean, they've, they've got good ownership. They've got a really good coach. They've got, you know, everybody talks about Brett Veach, their uh, their GM and they've got good stuff going. So when they come out and do something like that, you know, with Patrick Mahomes, is he a in your face type of guy? No, he's not. He's just out there having fun in his if, own way. If, if you're playing linebacker on the other side, you see him do that. Are you mad? Or what are you thinking? Are you just like, well, that's dumb, whatever. No, I think I would think that's not a bad idea because you're trying to get personnel. Like as a middle linebacker, I'm trying to call the strength. I'm trying to call out what the personnel grouping is, and they're out back there running around. <laughs> they're back there I, doing circles. I was like, well, that wouldn't be too bad. <laughs> it's know, unique. It's it, certainly unique. And then you, you got you know the guy steps up to the line, the quarterback, and he's got this froggy Kermit the Frog <laughs> thing going. I don't know. I think it throws teams off. But, but yeah, they. They really, I, I just wonder about the the sort of psychology there. I always say this on defense that you like will check certain things off. So like a, a play action pass to a running back and then all of a sudden he dips out and 
you know, you throw him the ball. It's like you've kind of checked that guy off. Like, okay, it's not a run. Now I'm going to start looking for receivers. And so the psychology is, and I think it's a good one offensively that they're going to check him off and he's going to go disappear in the flat. And then I'm going to chuck it to him and we're going to get a screen going or something like that. It's kind of the same thing with Patrick Mahomes. You kind of check that box like, okay, he's got a high ankle sprain. He just re-aggravated it. It looks like he's in severe pain. He's not going to be running. Mm. And ends up with a really, really good run. So 26 yards. Yeah. And, I mean, it was – I don't know. I have to look at – I'm sure he's got longer runs than that. But it, does, it doesn't seem like he's the kind of guy that really wants to take off. He's just trying to find a way to throw it. Yeah, he really – I mean, he can, as we've talked about a million times. And yeah. it's, it's certainly an element of his game you need to be prepared for. But you're right. I think he's always pass first. Who can I get the ball to? Yeah. All right, this is last resort. I'm going to run. And, and, man, he's fun to watch. He is fun to watch because you just – you don't know what is coming. Well, when we were talking about, and I was like, hey, cool it on the, you know, best of all time, just because, you know, he's he's won a couple Super Bowls and he's still fairly young. Um, when he came in the league, 17 or 18? Yeah, this was his sixth year completed, yeah. fifth year starting. Yeah, didn't play his, his first year. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he sure busted out of the box. His second year, his first year starting, all pro, pro bowl, 50 touchdowns. That's 50, crazy. which is 12 interceptions. But he's, he's amazing. I'm just like, leave him alone. I always feel like... When people are like, is he the greatest? Like, you're putting this pressure on Patrick Mahomes. I don't get the feeling, though, that he has any problem dealing with whether it's the fans or his own ego or anything. He just seems to be a very well-grounded guy. He really does. He seems very normal for a guy making over a million dollars, Dave. Because <laughs> we all know that it makes people weird. Well over a million We're going to find out someday when I win $100 million and I give 98 of it. Inflation, Bob. I know. It used I to be you. 99. I give 98. I'll give some to Lefko, too. Yeah, we'll give a couple bucks his yeah. way. See if he gets weirder. Would you get mad if I gave Bob? Bob 98 or uh, 97 and you won. Well, why would you reveal that? You should keep those donations secret. <laughs> why? I don't know. So no, you would do it intentionally to get me mad? I think it would that's, bring us that's ratings. That's a very left no, yeah. answer right there. It would bring <laughs> us high ratings. I'd be I'm, very appreciative of uh, anything thrown my way. I would give you a million and Bob 97 and I'd never see either of you ever again. <laughs> that's a good point. I'd be like, guys, we got a show to do. <laughs> no, you we got don't. A show. <laughs> the show's over. Yeah. We're on vacation permanently. No, you're right, though. I mean, look, look at all of the. I mean, I don't know how many. I'm trying to think of how many commercials that he's in. Um, I he's think in he, the, is that the State Farm sunglass? Is he is he in the State Farm ones? Yeah. Oh yeah, those are the ones where he's got the bath bombs and the. the Jazz bath oh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that's right. That's right. Know, the guy with the mullet coming up playing sax or whatever. yeah, yeah. So I mean, he, uh, he I, I feel like he's he's grounded. He's not going to be a big problem. I mean, the biggest shock. He's married guy. I think he has kids. Yeah. Uh, biggest that, shock. That would be the only flaw. Be his uh, his kids' names. I got to look this up. Again. Oh, okay. His kids are named Kermit, Bronze, <laughs> and Sterling. Ron or Bronze? Bronze. Like. Bronze, place. Like bronze medal, B-R-O-N-G. sterling, bronze, and sterling. So if they have more children, are they going to stick with that theme? Yeah, I don't know. Like That's the only flaw I can find with Patrick Mahomes. Who gets to be gold? <laughs> Terrible child names. That's gold that. Mahomes. Pretty, pretty dang good. Hey, gold, come here. <laughs> well, I'm not going to judge him based on... Uh, yeah, on creative, on, creative yeah. children names. Yeah. Yeah. There's the... I want to. But yes, two kids. He has two kids. Okay, right. he's got two kids. I thought you were going to blame him for having kids. No, no, no. I would. The, uh, <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah, the only the, the only criticism I ever hear 
in his direction is about his brother, and I still don't really know anything about his brother. People yeah. tell, oh, he's on TikTok, he's he's latching on to Patrick and trying to gain fame from him in, in some way. I don't know what it is he does, but it appears a lot of people don't like his brother. Okay. So that <laughs> that really is the only negative I ever hear is is really not him. It's just his brother, and I don't know if he was there yesterday or not, but yeah. So I'm anyway. kind of surprised by that because it does seem like he's kind of, like you said, a uh, coattail rider and you know he's fairly obnoxious patrick mahomes not yeah, at all couldn't couldn't be more opposite of that yeah. so all right. i like i liked after the first super bowl that uh that they won where his wife comes running up and jumps on him like puts her legs around him in her arms i just thought that was that was a cute moment now there was a there was a huge moment that you, you figure out how you see how big it was when they tell you it was the longest punt return in Super Bowl history from Kadarius Tony. Just the second punt of the day from Philadelphia. Here's Sipos. Low sinking kick. Tony on the run. Still up on his feet. Tony has a wall. It's another block. Tony inside the 20. Tony still going and he's down to the five. Now you think that was maybe a call because he ran all the way to his left. It was bottled up there. Reverses field goes all the way to the right and finds his way to the five yard line. Well, I thought it was more about poor punt coverage than anything, you know? So, but you know, I think they might've seen something. The, the thing is, I mean, the punter missed that kick, right? I mean, it was it, it short. I, I, it seemed like it was not in the air very long and it went to the right. And that whole thing gets set up by that, but it did. I mean, it was just poor, I look. I I always talk about kickoff return, kickoff. I didn't like it. I loved punt coverage. Punt. I was one of the upbacks, and then coverage. And you know, no matter where the ball is kicked, you have to adjust your lanes. Like we used to have a drill where you know Rusty Tillman, our our coach, would be over way to the to the right, and then he would you know move a few yards, and then you had to adjust just so you kept your leverage. And their coverage team, number fifty seven, especially bad really bad so i thought they took they they may have taken advantage of that from something that they saw on film or they just might have said hey look their coverage is not very sound if you want to cut it back you know cut it back but i i felt like there was some coaching that went into that but great uh great read by the punt return i'm not trying to take anything away from the players but i thought I just remember when I watched the replay of that, I was like, I could hear Rusty Tillman in my ear screaming at me, like, what in the hell are you doing all the way over on the other number? So, but, uh, but you've yeah, been screamed was, at a time or two, huh? That was a big moment. That was a big moment. Yeah. I mean, it, he, that was a 65 yard punt return, longest in Super Bowl history. And obviously, considering the time of the game and how close the game was, absolutely huge. Absolutely well, huge. Who was the returner from the Bears for a while? He was here then. Devin Hester. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't he have a kickoff return? He had a kickoff return. So this is the longest punt return. Right. Didn't yeah. he have a tick, kickoff return for a touchdown? Yeah. I think he opened the game uh, against – that was that was the Prince Super Bowl. That was in Miami. Yeah. Because, you know – Rex you, Grossman led Bears against the uh, Indianapolis Colts. That's right. Colts won, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Super Bowl champion Rex Grossman. Yeah. No. Doesn't fit together. <laughs> yeah. Is it, what do you got? The it's from lunch, your favorite lunchbox. Lunchbox in there. Which yeah. is – which one is that again? That's, That's in the Colts Bears Super Bowl in Miami. It's the number. Numb nuts. <laughs> uh, XLI. Okay, so that's forty-one. 
This is Radio Bob, Man. I don't yeah. do I don't Wait, do Roman no. numerals. <laughs> I know how Bob, I like how Bob's like. I'm at a certain age where I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna learn it. It doesn't come into play. But once by. a year, I've gotten by with it. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I hear people say the number. They oh, Super Bowl 48, 49. 50. Okay, I'll just yeah. go with that. Just give me that number. <laughs> don't give me Roman numerals. I never had occasion to use them. Yeah, but I mean the the punt return thing. Yeah, the NFL is the only that would be the other thing. The NFL they run the government. They make everybody start with the, the, the Roman numbers. They're gonna change the currency. Or are we gonna have pictures? Pictures of Roger Goodell on the Bills and <laughs> yes. pictures of, you know, go back to old Tagliabue will be on some and yeah, we'll sure. do that. Wait, let's get that one. Remember they had a, uh, there was Barstool, was it, that had a picture of him dressed as a clown? Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah <laughs> that, Roger Goodell. I don't think he'd allow that kind of currency. No, he wouldn't because he'd be the dictator of well, our country. be there? Uh, is it Pete Rozelle? Yeah, Pete Rozelle. He was a big part of it. Roger. Yeah. Uh, who, who, would, who would adorn the currency when, when the NFL takes over the country? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Text it in. Who was the commissioner in between? I, I met him. Uh, Roseldo Tagliabu. Tagliabu. Yeah. Paul Tagliabu. I ended up. I talked to him one time. Yeah. And I asked him why in the hell. Why in the hell did he find me so much? Good. Like that. <laughs> He's going. Who are you? I yeah. don't know. I'm just. Kidding. But it, the only reason I bring that up is just because we didn't see a whole lot of punt returns or kickoff returns. It's, well, they said that was the second punt of the day of the night for. Philadelphia. Yeah, but I mean, only as, had two. as far as big returns and touchdowns and everything, it just seems like in the last couple, three years in the NFL, there just hasn't been a whole lot of that. Uh, the other big play, I thought anyway, I thought this was just because we've seen players that when it feels like an obvious moment, like, well, here's what you do. You you, you don't go out of bounds. Or you don't, How often do we see a guy run out of bounds going, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Whether it's a little two-yard run in the middle of the field or in this case, the Eagles were going to let uh, Jarek McKinnon score in he, you know, was obviously listening to the coaches, and I'm sure they were all in there like, hey, you get to the goal line, go down, or, you know, it, making sure that message came through loud and clear, and he did exactly that. Can essentially run it down to the field goal try, and McKinnon, see what he decides to do here. Yeah, he's got to get down, he's got to get down. And he does. And there'll be mere seconds left if they take it down and kick a field goal and have to kick off to Philadelphia. Yeah, you clearly saw Philadelphia is just giving them the green light there, so... Nice job, nice awareness there by McKinnon to stay inbounds and give himself up. It'd be hard not to run into the end zone though when you see it open yeah. and you're like, it's the Super Bowl. I could, I could score a <laughs> Super could, Bowl touchdown. I could say I scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl and I've given my team the lead. And you know, your instincts may take over in that moment. Like I've got a clear path. There or you could do that and they would go down the field and beat you and you would never live it down. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, look, time was more important than scoring at that point. And what do you think of our guy, Greg Olson there? He's got to get down. He's got to get down. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm thinking they went through that in the huddle, but, but anyways, but like I said, how many situations have we seen where you think they've gone through it on the sidelines, of the huddle and yeah. so-and-so catches the ball or runs the ball and he runs straight out of bounds. You're like, no, no, what are you doing? Especially what if you would have done like the Dion thing oh. and celebrated? Yeah, he tiptoes in. <laughs> Biggest idiot ever. They so. weren't trying to tackle me. It was the weirdest thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that was uh, that was interesting. The, you know, but again, another example of how well coached the Chiefs are. And again, I don't I don't mean to put it all on their coaching. I just think it's really well, they deserve cool. It. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a group I, effort. Yeah, and I, I and look, the players have to make the plays, but I just thought there was a lot of times where I was like, oh man, I'll bet you anything these poor coaches are sitting in these, you know, dark meeting rooms for hours and hours, and all of a sudden, hey, you know what? what? You, when they go in motion with the receiver, the guy puts his head down. He's not yeah. looking for it or something like that. What do you think the biggest difference was looking at Kansas City from 
the first half to the second half. Because I told you, you know, four possessions in the second half. Touchdown, 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 field goal. You look at the possessions in the first half. Touchdown, miss field goal, punt, punt. And the punt was three and out on one, five plays on the other. Five plays, nine yards, three plays, two yards on both those. So they ended the the first half. Two possessions, two punts. What was the diff? What, did you see anything that was noticeable? That oh, they're doing this now. No, I think I think they just kind of got settled in. I mean, everybody is trying to. I mean, it's the biggest game with all the hype and everything, and you get so used to you know the way things go before a game and at halftime and all that. Um, the other thing is you gave them what was the the halftime itself was twenty nine minutes. Yeah. So I think they're in the locker room for twenty five. So they got an extra ten, twelve minutes, whatever it is, and. I don't know. I just I feel like, hey, you know, let's make some adjustments. Let's do this. And there was more time to do that. I just remember the NFL halftimes being ridiculous. And, you know, I would always kind of pan the whole, you know, halftime adjustments. There's only there's only like 10 minutes. I mean, you go in there, you go to the trainer, you get something retaped, whatever. You got like five or six minutes to, to get together. And so maybe that was part of it. I just thought I thought the coaching job, the, the job that those coaches did really showed up really showed up. So maybe that was just getting settled in, getting the nerves out. Although right from the get-go, man, they were just hitting dudes. They were flying around, which whenever you see guys flying around and hitting and all that, it generally means that they've got their brains turned off. It's like, we're going to go and just play. We've done all the prep, you know, the haze in the barn, all that, and we're we're ready to go. And they're flying around. But, yeah, I thought maybe that could have been the difference. But there wasn't anything obvious like, oh, they were doing this in the first half, and now look what they're doing here. Because yeah, I didn't, I, to me, and you're the expert here, but I, did, uh, I didn't notice, oh, wow, they're really leaning on there. They're running to the right more. They're running to the left more. Yeah, they're hitting everything over the middle. There's a soft spot there. It looked kind of similar to the approach in the first half. It just was working. Yeah, well, and sometimes it's just that. They settle in. But, you know, the two touchdowns, I believe, that where the guy was wide open, Yeah, those were in the second half. So I mean, I think I do think that they figured some things out. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting, man. It was uh, it was it was really impressive across the board. Both teams played really well for the most part. But uh, yeah, an exciting game, and it certainly is the play that everybody's still talking about a day later. Later, and it might be why cars are being turned over in Philadelphia. According to, according to a texter, said they were watching the news and people are climbing the poles and tipping cars and. Who knows what's going on out there? But uh, we'll break down that late holding call. Coming up with Wyman and Bob, this is Seattle Sports Station on 710. Wyman and Bob. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports Station. Well, as much fun as that game was last night, it did not... Uh, did not end without some level of controversy, Dave. As we talked about, there was a, a big holding call. Uh, penalty called on holding on on uh, James Bradbury of the of the Philadelphia Eagles, and it was obviously a crucial time. It was you know upon further review, when you look at it, you go, yeah, yeah, it was a penalty. It was the debate now is about whether it should or should not have been called. But here's what that sounded like: Mahomes pressure, lofting one, end zone incomplete. Juju Smith Schuster couldn't catch up. There's a flag at the ten. Hang on, there's a penalty. Fire to the pass, holding. Number 24, defense, five-yard penalty. I think on this stage, I, I think you let him play. Obviously, Mahomes thought he saw it. Just, it changes the entire complexion of how this classic game is going to end. Yeah, so, 
you, that's the debate. Should they? Should they not have called in? No, no real, especially after the game when James Bradbury said this. I mean, that's not up for my judgment. You know, I, I was hoping he would let it go, but of course, you know, he's a ref. It's a big game, um, and it was it was a hold, so they called it. So you can't really yeah. debate whether it was or wasn't a hold when the guy who got called says, yeah, I held him. I just hope they were going to let it go. Nobody wants that to happen, I don't think. I think that's what the majority of people are like, oh, you don't want it to come down to that. But, I mean, look, without that, it's a touchdown. You know, and then maybe that gives maybe that gives Philly a little bit better. But, uh, you know, somebody said he's throwing it away or whatever. It's like, no. he. You know, that's the thing I think people underestimate. Like, you know, whether a quarterback can fit a ball in, you know, here or, you know, is that guy going to get to that ball? Because, first of all, it's Patrick Mahomes, and he's thrown, he wasn't throwing it away. And that would have, you know, I feel like that receiver definitely would have got to that. So, you know, either either way, I mean, I think Bradbury probably did the right thing. I mean, at least you'd delay it a little bit because that was probably going to be a touchdown. He was, he was kind of beat there. So, um, yeah, I don't. I don't think it was a bad thing. And then you know the people that say, "Well, you can't, you can't have special rules for the Super Bowl. You can't just say, well, because it's the Super Bowl, that's not a hold, right? You know, because we're uh, we want it to to play out. We want it to be in the players' hands. I mean, you still got to uphold the integrity of what. I'm always surprised though. Like I never played defensive back, and I'm trying to. I don't remember if I ever got a pass interference penalty or not, but. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of mystified with guys that do that all the time that they're not able to do it in a more sneaky fashion. You know, sometimes well, there's so many cameras now. They're grabbing. Probably could back in the day when there weren't so many cameras. Yeah, but there's the same number of refs. Yeah, you know. So I I feel like yeah, you just maybe just the subtle hook. I think guys will let them get away with that. But anytime you're grabbing cloth, you know. But yeah, he he entirely diffused the entire uh, battle uh, by just saying yeah. I, I I committed the the penalty. Yeah, that's 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 just the way it goes. But I, it didn't really take anything. I mean, once I got over it, I did. I, I didn't really take that much away from the game for me, anyway. Well, uh, I think my biggest annoyance was was the field. Yeah, that was awful. Uh, Tony Dungy tweeted out something that I retweeted: a split screen. So it's a still shot of the hold where he's got a hold of the jersey, uh-huh. and then the split screen is the other one. Where the Chiefs were called for being lining up offsides on fourth and two, mm-hmm. in showing the guy's you know head past the ball, right? And his, his tweet is to all the people saying the ref shouldn't have called holding on the Eagles with one fifty left. That's like saying they shouldn't have called the Chiefs D for being offsides on fourth and two. Penalties are penalties whenever they're committed. If you see it, you have to call it, even in a Super Bowl. Tony Dungy is wise, and he's showing the splits, and, and that was one where you're going. Really? They they convert on that. That was a fourth and two, yeah. and now that gives them a, a first down. And, you know, he's not alone. The Kurt Warner tweeted out, I love the you can't call that at that moment argument. He put in quotes I was doing there. If it's not a blatant penalty, what if someone just slightly jumped off sides in the biggest moment? Should they call it? Or an old lineman barely moved? We all know the answer, so why does it change on other calls? Yeah. So I – I think sure. they're right. I get being. I get that you don't want it. You you don't want that controversy, and maybe it's a easier way for an Eagles fan to to justify losing. But I would I would point you to your defense in the second half and say what happened. Yeah, yeah, they had their way with them. So um, yeah, and, and I think the the good news for this, and this is why uh, again the NFL is going to take over our country, and then eventually <laughs> the world. 
actually, because now the, you know we're expanding into Europe and whatnot. But um, you know, it's, it finished really well for them because I thought that there was something sort of boiling with the officiating and the calls that that was going to become a big deal. You know, Mark Schlera said, when's it ever been good? I, yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's a little bit too. He's pretty pessimistic. Cynical. Yeah, yeah. For me, it is. I, I think those guys mostly do, you know, and they thousands of calls and you only get, you know, the one or two that stand out to somebody because their team lost. And, and, you know, mainly it's uh, people who uh, lost money because of uh, the batting line or something yeah. like that. So it's, it's amazing how much anger there is around that though. Like even on my I've retweeted some of these tweets as I've said, you know, I retweeted Dungey and Kurt Warner and uh, you know some others that are showing the screen shots and you know basically saying, "Hey man, you got to call it." So are people screaming at them for it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bleepity bleep. You I, I you know, I played I had the clip of Booger McFarland talking about saying it was the right call. Look, look, he altered his path to the ball, yeah. blah, 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 you know, explaining it as they're going through the highlights. And I just tweeted that out, that video out with, do you agree? Good call or bad call. Do you agree with Booger McFarland? And there, some calling him a moron and he doesn't, I'm like, you know, the guy did play at the highest level for a number of years. I, I, I wouldn't presume to call him an, a moron. Maybe you don't agree with him, but he functioned at a little different level when it comes to football. So well, and you're kind of in his world now, right? <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm always a little loath to, to criticize somebody who actually was doing it for a number of years at the highest level possible. It doesn't mean I have to, you have to agree with everything they say, but when you start talking about how little they know about the game, I'm like, yeah, now, now you've kind of killed your argument. You, you, you yeah. can't, you can't go there. You just can't. It's like people texting in saying, you don't know what you're talking about, Dave. You know, which happens all the time, certainly. Uh, but they <laughs> wait, what? But but the point being, they don't have to agree with you. Certainly, they they're in, within their rights to disagree. But when you start implying you don't know anything about football, that then you're just it's out the window at that point. You're like, okay, yeah. that's that's not good. Yeah, somebody saying that ball's not catchable. I just took it from professional wide receivers. Yeah, why? Uh, I was listening what, to Brian Brian Walters and uh, and Michael Bumpus. What do they that, know? It was catchable, but <laughs> okay. You you say two five three, I get it, I get it. <laughs> yeah. So, but I think it was like I said, it was good news for the NFL just because um, you know. And look, don't you always want something to to complain about? Well, what would it have been had that not happened? Let's just say that didn't happen. So they they kick a field goal. They're still up by three, and the Eagles don't drive down the field they don't score and the game ends yeah what would what would have been the controversy maybe like the next morning we're going to have professional landscapers on espn and nfl network talking about what they would have done to the grass yeah, to were, make it so these guys don't were there any calls that stood out to you before that like i still don't know what a catch is dave i thought i knew but there well, were a couple plays where i thought okay the ball moved hit the ground i've seen it overruled before so that doesn't look like a catch to me no that's a catch i'm like Right. Which one was that? It was uh, the tight end for the Eagles. Caught oh, that ball over in his helmet. Yeah, and he was kind of looked like he was kind of juggling, and then when he came down, looked like it moved a little bit. I'm like, I don't think but that's his, his foot was still down. Yeah, yeah and then the, there was the one in the end zone where it was, you know, he caught it. Was it? Uh, I'm trying to remember the player, uh, the Eagle receiver, and then they called it not a catch because the ball was moving yeah, at the yeah. bottom. And then there was the one with Nick Bolton where he could have returned two uh, fumble recoveries for a touchdown. Yeah, that one, I feel like that rule is growing to where, all right, the guy has to catch it, turn, run, try to juke you, 
and then if he fumbles, it's got. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like he had possession, turned, took a couple of steps, and I get what the rule is. I understand, but you look at it going, hey, look, that looked like a fumble to me. But I, that, those are the rules. I don't know if, if that would have been a point of controversy today, but yeah, I don't like that one. I don't like that that call at all. I, he caught the ball. It was a catch and took steps. Yeah, and so yeah, and that, that would have been that would have been cool for Nick Bolton too, because that guy played his tail off, and he's would been playing really well all year. Would he have been the MVP? Yeah, two two fumble recovery for, for a, touchdown. a touchdown. I would yeah. think so, but yeah. yeah, maybe maybe Mahomes, but yeah. So I the, yeah, those things kind of bothered me, but I mean, other than that. I mean, the halftime show I thought was okay. We'll uh, it didn't really that. bother me, but you know, I'm just trying to think of everything. I guess the biggest thing was the grass. That yeah. was it. Well, there there is plenty, uh, of plenty course, more. Dave is bothered by the grass. Jeez, Dave. Of course, man. Yeah, well, nobody was going to be more was, tuned into landscaping man, than Dave. I know. I was working in my backyard all weekend, and it looks like crap. Still, <laughs> it looks terrible. So, yeah, maybe I'm just. I don't know. You're sensitive to that right now. A little bit sensitive. (laughs) All right, coming up, we'll talk about what else grabbed our attention in the festivities last night. That's coming up with Wyman and Bob. This is Seattle Sports Station on 710. Wyman and Bob. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports Station. Dave, I just retweeted a headline from... uh, what did I say that was? The New York Post, I think. Mm-hmm. And they said, they said the headline, uh, the Post always has very entertaining headlines. Uh, but they this one just says, uh, the Rihanna's Super Bowl performance dubbed worst lip sync ever. Is, wow. the, is the headline on the article. Did you think so? Is it the worst lip sync? No. I mean, she was lips. There was a vocal track. She had a hot mic, which is typically how that works. But you could you couldn't recognize that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think anybody could. No. You not know, they, me. Well, when they pull the mic away and there's still a vocal I'm going. I'm just assuming it's a really powerful <laughs> mic. They have, you know, extra technology. Uh, yeah, there's some great, great technology. But, uh, yeah, so I, I was entertained. And that's the whole point of the halftime show. I was entertained by it. I like her music, and I thought it was visually entertaining. Was it all live? Of course it wasn't. And that's typically how it goes with a Super Bowl, with with a few exceptions, Prince being one. Uh, but that I I enjoyed it. I don't know. What did you think of it? Well, there was a couple times I was uncomfortable because she didn't know what to do with her hands. Oh, I think she uh, knew what to do, Dave. Well, I, <laughs> to me, I was like, what was that? But I thought she was really good. I, I like her voice a lot. Mm. Yeah, and I didn't realize, you know, some of the songs I recognize. I only heard the, you know, Umbrella thing. It's a rookie move right there, pal. Uh, you know, the Umbrella song. That's that's it. But, yeah, I, I thought she was fine. I, I I thought she was brave, too. I mean, being up on that platform, it's just being held by those. I'd have to, like, I want to see. It. <laughs> yeah. They'd have to have a mic stand. Yeah, up there propped up because both my arms would have been wrapped around the cable. <laughs> well, she had like some kind of a safety strap out yeah. the back, and which yeah. I kept trying to show my wife, and she couldn't see it. Oh, well, she thought she was just anything. standing up there free, like just... no, it's just that she couldn't see the the strap, and oh. I kept trying to point it out. But you know, well, what does that do? Like, if one of those wires breaks or whatever, she's still going to be hanging there. And I don't know if she had like a big harness on or something, but it took some stones to get up there and, you know, be that high off the ground on just a little platform. Yeah. I mean, I, I would be freaked out. Yeah, I would be, I freaked, would be out. freaked out right there with you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'd, yeah, I give her credit. I, I thought it was an entertaining halftime show. Is it the worst lip sync ever? Mm, no, didn't, didn't Britney do a halftime show? 
I thought she did, mm. and I think like. So all of them do that except for Prince, or uh, no? I, I what about Katy Perry? Jerry? She was in the second uh, Super most, Bowl. Most of them have a vocal track running with a hot mic, so they'll sing over the top of the track. Okay. Um, so how much they're actually singing is, it, I think it varies. You know, I think Shakira and J Lo, there was a lot of track going versus what they were actually doing live. And I, I heard this; it was a very interesting interview a couple years ago. Uh, with with a guy who's like the the head producer of the halftime show and has been doing it forever, and he just talked about you know just because of logistics and there's a reason for it in a lot of cases and some artists frankly want to do it that way because you you don't have the time to get in there and leave everything set up and dialed in the way you do right. with a concert so logistically it makes more sense for others you know Tom Petty I think he talked about being live Bruce Springsteen Prince um, there's been a couple of others but for the most part there's always something like that happening. Um, but, but that show aside, which again, I was entertained by that. What'd you think of the commercials? We didn't get into the commercials. I, I was kind of underwhelmed. Yeah. The, obviously the breaking bad one with Jesse and you know, that one, that one was really good. Um, we saw one where there was a guy dancing in front of a fountain and he was an older guy and it was kind of goofy, but it was, it was kind of funny. Yeah. But there wasn't, yeah, there was nothing that was like, I kind of like the, um, the J Lo Ben Affleck one when Affleck yeah. was working the drive through. Yeah, what was that? What was the? What was that for? Do you remember? Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin', Dunkin Donuts. Donuts. <laughs> yeah, I thought that that was kind of the one guy. He goes, "Do I look familiar to you?" Yeah. And the guy's like, "No." And then he gets this like <laughs> look on his look. face. Yeah, and yeah. then and like when she pulls up and she's like, "Bring me the glazed." Yeah, bring this home is, some donuts. This is what you you're doing when you say you're leaving for work every yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought that, that was, was pretty good. Yeah, that one was pretty good. Uh, outside of everything, just felt like, eh. like each one that came on, I was like, eh. You know what they needed? More animals. Yeah. We had that guy text us from the wine industry. Yeah, I think you read it. Uh, that any any wine bottle with a label that has an animal on it, it sells like, like thirty percent. Yeah, that, that was yeah. yeah. I'll take his word for it. That's yeah. Yeah, they had the one with the the babies that were talking. I don't remember the product. But oh yeah, that's that E Trade. Is that what that was early yeah. in the? That, that was okay. Yeah, I don't. It just funny. across the board. I was just kind of like, eh. yeah. It just wasn't. It didn't grab me. No, no. There there weren't too many really really good ones. But uh, yeah, I <laughs> that made me want to watch Breaking Bad again. Remember, uh, and then Tuco comes in. Yeah, I want seven flavors. Yeah, I <laughs> love that. I love that. That was really that good. was really cool. Yeah, and they uh, they must have had some filter on there making Walter look younger. They and, all looked the same that they were. Yeah. When was that made? In like oh nine or was it even mm. earlier than that? No, I I think it was after that. Early. Okay. Yeah, or maybe it was around there. Yeah, but he's. I mean, anybody who's watching him on on Your Honor on Showtime, he's he looks his age. Yeah. He's there's a lot going on there. So. Well, same thing with Tuco and and Jesse. Yeah, they looked exactly the same. So you're right; they must have had some filter there. Yeah, that that was pretty cool. People are talking about the Will Ferrell GMC commercial. I thought it was yeah. okay. I didn't I didn't love it. Uh, the, the one good one was Bradley Cooper. Oh, and his mom. And his mom. That yeah. was, was I think it was T-Mobile. And 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 we were looking at his hair. What is he doing with his hair? I don't know. He looked disheveled and skinny. Yeah, he looked. You know, because he was kind of ripped there for a few movies. And yeah, he looked kind of skinny. And but his mom was cute, and she was saying all kinds of things that a mom would say to a son. It was pretty pretty good. Eight four seven says Bob. Come on, how good is the ad? If you can't even remember the product or the company it's repping? No, that's not true, man. Because remember how many times. 
that uh, we've gone like we don't even know that like the Baker Mayfield commercials. We had to look that up. Yeah. Um, same thing with uh, Dr. Rick. Yeah. Like, those are all progressive. They're all progressive. <laughs> yeah. What about the throwing the red challenge flag? Is that progressive? Yes. They've got quite a campaign going. Whoever's on. running their their advertising, they're yeah. they're crushing it. They're crushing it. Uh, somebody bringing up the Alicia Silverstone one from Clueless. Uh, yeah. I, I did not really. I did not see that movie. I oh, did you not didn't see that. So that one didn't. What about the Caddyshack stuff? I thought failed pretty. You're pretty, not a fan of Tony Romo playing the Bill Murray. Well, part. that was that's, so that's bothering stupid. you. That was really dumb. <laughs> that's he just totally over overdid that. But but then you know Serena's in it and mm-hmm. uh, who else? Oh, Brian Cox. Yeah, I always forget his name. Yeah, he's he, from Succession and Super Troopers. He was in that. Um, but yeah. He was out there with the putter going, Billy, 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 Billy. Yeah. <laughs> he was in uh, Silence of the Lambs, right? I think he was uh, He was the original. No, that movie was called Manhunter. There's a movie called Manhunter that Brian Cox was in, and he was the original Hannibal Lecter. And uh, it's so it's before the, that the other series got made. Hmm. So anyway, I'll have to, you got to see that movie. I've never it's heard really that. good. Really yeah. good. Um, yeah, the the Caddyshack commercials, I'm kind of iffy on. They're they're okay. That's that's just the thing. I felt like all of them were just like, yeah, that was okay. The Will Ferrell one, I love Will Ferrell, but the commercial, I was like, yeah, it's it's fine. Yeah, it is what it is. But yeah, I thought I thought overall, just as an overall grade, it was a little it was a little underwhelming to me. The commercials. Yeah, I thought that you know, you just think the more that you, the further you move along, the the funnier. I thought maybe we would get something from. Uh, you know, from the progressive people yeah. or something like that, but they're no. crushing it without it. They didn't need to spend seven million dollars for a thirty-second ad. Yeah. Seven million, Dave. Good oh my mess. gosh! All right, there you go. Coming up, uh, our guy Big Ray Roberts will join us. Give us some insight on these these O lines, specifically Kansas City. What do they do to protect Patrick Mahomes? That is coming up with Wyman and Bob. This is Seattle Sports Station on Seven Ten.